0: Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. First up, it's Jonathan Kahn of the ministry Hope of the World. He has established a reputation of analyzing current events from a biblical perspective, incorporating ancient symbols and events. Coming up, he comments on spiritual warfare, exposing gods from of old that may be manipulating events in the present. Then it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, with licensed professional counselor Michelle Niedert, who offers some insight into how wrong thinking can be destructive in our lives and even result in mental health issues. And on this edition of The Intersection, Ormoh's Shariat of Iran Alive Ministries has his finger on the pulse of what God is doing in the nation of Iran. Even though it is perceived to be closed to the gospel, through that ministry, the word is going forth powerfully. Learn more coming up. Finally, there is analysis and information from Brandon Showalter of the Christian Post. He has written multiple stories on the unfortunate attempts to alter a person's gender through surgical procedures that have a devastating effect. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Jonathan Kahn is the leader of Hope of the World Ministry and Messianic Rabbi for Jerusalem Center Beth Israel near New York City. He is known for his Harbinger books as well as the film called Harbingers of Things to Come. His latest book release is called The Return of the Gods, and he investigates current events and highlights evidence of spiritual warfare at play today, including ancient so-called gods that could be affecting present-day occurrences. Here now from a recent Meeting House conversation is Jonathan Kahn.
1: Is a, a mystery that lies behind everything that's happening from uh, that what's transforming America, our culture, our, our, our courts, our, po- our uh, politics, our media, our children, all that. And the question is, could it go back to an ancient mystery um, centered on the Bible? But also going to the ancient inscriptions from Mesopotamia and, um, all the, you know, the the question being, you see the word gods. Well, the Bible speaks about the gods. What are the gods? Is mm-hmm. it possible that these, these things that we know of as, you know, fictional and myth, and certainly they are in one sense, but could there be something real to them? Could there be something a reality be, behind them? And if so, if so, if there's, could they actually be at work? Could they be the what's actually uh, moving the culture now? Um, could the ancient gods or spirits uh, that the Bible speaks about could they have returned? And are they affecting everyone's life? Everyone who's listening right now? And the answer is yes.
0: Well, and I want to follow up because you talked about these gods, quote unquote, or spirits being identified in the Bible. I would imagine that a number of our listeners have read the Old Testament and they see some names that they may not be familiar with, names of these gods or or spirits. And these, so, so when you're talking about the return of the gods, you're actually, it seems like, talking about entities that are mentioned in the scriptures correct yeah well actually people don't realize that in the scriptures in the hebrew
1: scriptures and in the new testament greek it speaks it says that behind the gods were were spirits and it says that in deuteronomy it says it in the psalms and it says it in corinthians and and it says basically when they're worshiping these gods they're actually worshiping spirits in hebrew the word is Shadim means entities and that word is translated into the Greek. Paul uses it when he speaks about what the pagans are worshipping, and the word used is daemonia. We get the word demonic from it. So actually what it's saying is behind the gods was a, was a realm of dark spirits or dark entities. And if you went back to the ancient world, you know, you would see that, that there's all these signs of possession. The more you get to pagan culture, the more you see people shaking and people foaming and people... And, and all, actually all the signs of possession, even the high priest and all, was there these these cultures were possessed by the gods, possessed by the spirit. so the thing is that even Western civilization was what, pretty much everything was possessed except for Israel and then when the gospel came. but the thing is that that you know the, the it all changed it changed when Jesus came and he he sent the gospel into the world into the pagan world and what happened is basically it drove out the gods. That's why we don't see all these temples being used today. You know, they abandoned Zeus, they abandoned Athena, all the gods left in that sense. But the Bible says that behind them are spirits. So the question is, what happened to the spirits? Because spirits don't die. And then Mm. could they return again? And actually, Jesus gives us a key and a warning that has to do with what's happening right now.
0: So there's something called the mystery of the spirits. I think you may have just touched on that but elaborate yeah, if yeah. you would.
1: Yeah, well let me let me uh, yeah, I'm going to bring it to what yeah, the the what Jesus said which is which i call in the return of the gods i call it the house of spirits and that is that it, that jesus remember, he talked about a spirit coming out of a man and it goes into the wilderness and then and doesn't find a place so it says i'm going back to my house talking about the man goes back mm. to the man or the house it says finds it clean and swept and empty and he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself and they repossess the house worse than before but now people think he, jesus is talking about a man he's using a man to talk about something else. He says, "...so it shall be with this generation." So something much bigger. So now, now let's put it to the biggest thing right now, biggest application. If, if Western civilization was actually exercised of the gods and the spirits by the gospel, the warning is, if it ever turns back, if it ever turns away from God, if it ever be- empties itself of God's presence, like an empty house, the spirits are going to return. The spirits that were cast out in ancient times are coming back to the modern world, are coming back to America, are coming back to the West, um, and the gods, in a sense, are coming back, and they're coming back to repossess our culture. And if you want to understand the mystery of what's been happening for the last you know, half century, and why things are going so crazy, it is because of this. This is really the mystery that explains all of it.
0: Jonathan Kahn here on The Intersection. You can learn more by going to the website, thereturnofthegods.com. The Hope of the World website is com. Next up on this edition of The Intersection podcast, from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, Licensed professional counselor Michelle Niedert, the co-author of the book Make Up Your Mind, Unlock Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, offered biblical perspective on mental health issues and applying God's Word to the mind. Here now from that conversation is Michelle Niedert. You get all charged up mm-hmm. and you're all, you know, you're full of faith and you're ready to go and you're ready to do the will of God and surrender and, and all of those great things. And then one little, comparatively, mm-hmm. one little thing gets you off track and you could almost sense tangibly the negativity that comes as a result of that one little stimulus.
2: I want to in talk about that. Actually, Please the do. research says if you will sense it and and realize it, and then you will name what you feel, you will say, this is in the book, where you feel it in your body, and then you will make an intentional choice to take a deep breath or make a movement of some kind. And Maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic, and then you are like, So you reset your brain that way because that'll reset our amygdala with bringing that oxygen into the brain and releasing um, out muscle tension. But then maybe you reset your mindset right there like we're talking about Mm -hmm. so that we don't spend the rest of our day or even waste a couple hours being frustrated when we have an opportunity to realign our thoughts with God's thoughts, reboot so to speak and continue on that morning journey that we started on.
0: Michelle Nieder joining us today here at the Meeting House on Faith Radio. It is the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. This is the Meeting House on Faith Radio. Well, Michelle, as we close, this is hopefully this has been something that has been encouraging for our listeners, because I think you're absolutely right when there's something that threatens to take you off track. And of course, we know that we have an enemy who is working against us. And so he wants to make our days unproductive. God wants us to abide in him. He wants us to be strong in the Lord. He wants us to be obedient. And it's all a matter of the mind. And when we sense those negative thoughts that are not contrary, you know, Bible talks about taking every thought captive, casting out every high thing against the knowledge of God, second Corinthians chapter 10. So you've got that that's at work. And so it's important that instead of waiting a couple of hours, letting those negative thoughts fester, taking the authority and doing a mindset reset right then. Don't wait. Yes,
2: because they can <laughs> loop otherwise and as they loop, L- the scientific brain research says they will escalate as they loop. So the sooner we we stop that, the more likely we are to de-escalate our emotions. But the book covers a lot of different mindsets like the helpless mindset, the victim mindset, um, the scarcity mindset and some of these the depressive anxious some of these two is we have to unroot sometimes some deep beliefs that we've had from experience. Maybe we've been in a relationship that's been really challenging. And so we've kind of gotten used to being the victim, but that, that is not what the scripture says about who we are. Yeah. So sometimes this is a deeper process too. I don't want to oversimplify this of spending, maybe you've spent years with telling yourself, especially I, this book has really appealed to women. They talk very mean to themselves. They really do in their heads. They, they will encourage their children and then really criticize themselves from the moment they wake up in the morning if their clothes don't fit well or they can't find what they want in the closet to throughout their day. And so I think sometimes to unroot that trickle of thought, we really have to go in and take a deep dive and intentionally choose to lay aside a belief or an emotion we're feeling That is not of God, and really begin to first embrace that truth of God, but then reprogram our brain. And I think it takes conditioning. Mm -hmm. We use sticky notes in our counseling office. We use Google and Alexa home to ask them to share with us thoughts. We encourage them to um, take a moment and maybe put a wallpaper on their phone and switch it out every once in a while, but retraining that brain. Is a process, and the research says that if you do that process, literally we can scan your brain and see that it's making changes in it, which is amazing.
0: But yes, Michelle Niedert here on The Intersection. The book website is MakeUpYourMind.today. You can find her online at Michelle Niedert, dot T.com. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. You will find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast and The Meeting House program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple Podcast feed, Plus, there are links to video content, including a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can find conversation highlights from the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Plus, through the Meeting House homepage, you can connect to two blogs. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. That is updated weekly. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House program. Plus, you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. The Intersection podcast continues now with Hormoz Shariat, he is founder and president of Iran Alive Ministries. And in a recent meeting house conversation, he brought an update about God at work in Iran, including Muslims coming to Christ, and shared about new avenues of ministry that have been opened up. Here now from that conversation is Hormoz Shariat. Well, I have a statistic here in front of me. According to the Operation World Manual, Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in in the world a 19.6% growth rate the population of evangelicals is doubling every 4 years so if you would share with me what you see as the reason for this growth occurring well of course
3: the lord is doing a great work in iran but he has used these historical events that very negative but god is using it for Saving Iranians, you know, Iran is the only country led by clergy, and that has been over 40 years. So Iranian Islamic government implemented Islam precisely into every aspect of life in Iran. Just uh, even uh, uh, legal laws, um, how do you, the marriage laws, even, may I say, very... uh, private laws that they're enforcing and they're asking people in the bedroom, how do you act when you go to bathroom? What do you how do you do it? So people of Iran have experienced Islam in a very true way, in a very wide and deep way for over 40 years. So when I say Iranian people are rejecting Islam, it's not an overnight um, emotional decision. They have experienced. They know what Islam is. They have lived it for over 40 years, and they've come to conclusion that Islam is not our answer. It's actually it's our problem, and we need to get rid of it. So more and more Iranians are turning away from Islam. Many of them are becoming secular-minded, but when they hear the sweet message of the gospel, the Lord touches their heart, and they're coming to Christ.
0: And if you would, and I believe we've talked about it before, how is it that Iran Alive Ministries is actually used by God to broadcast, to transmit Christian programming, the gospel of Christ, into Iran and surrounding areas?
3: Well, you know, Iran is very closed uh, politically. No missionaries are allowed to actually close the building churches in Iran a few years back, no church for uh, Muslims and ba- Muslim background believers. It's illegal and dangerous, even Mo- Iranian um, Muslim background believers, to gather in homes. Right now, there are many, many Iranian um, Christians in jail, and their only uh, accusation was that they gathered in homes and worshipped Jesus. So mm. uh, it's Iran is very close, but Uh, The population of Christians are growing. How do we help them? How do we reach out to Muslims who are open to the gospel? And how do you serve the fast-growing underground church? You cannot go there. I cannot go there. So here is how God is using media. We use satellite television to go over the heads of the mullahs, into people's homes, in the privacy of their homes. When they're secured, the doors are locked, so they're not afraid of the government to find out. And hear the gospel, hear the message of the gospel. Many of them come to believe. You know, the Internet is very much controlled in Iran, and uh, the government has uh, slowed down the Internet, and many people are arrested when they use internet for christian work so right now satellite television which is our number one tool to get into iran is widely watched did you know there was an independent survey uh about iranians what they watch about two years ago they asked people of iran what are your favorite channels and they listed 40 some channels many of them were government channels secular channels sports movies, and music, news. So everything was listed there. And people of Iran, they chose Iran Alive Ministry as the most watched Christian channel in Iran. Mm. So
0: we have 7.7% of the people
3: saying they watch us daily.
0: Hormoz Shariat here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. The ministry website is iranalive.org. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection podcast, it's senior investigative reporter for The Christian Post, Brandon Showalter. In our recent Meeting House conversation, he discussed the topic of transgender surgeries, attempts to change one's sex, which have left young people with permanent damage. He referred to the detransitioners who are speaking out about what they have endured. Here now from that conversation is Brandon Showalter.
4: Well, the detransitioners are starting to make more and more noise these days because there are enough of them where they're sort of putting up, their, putting their head above the parapet, if you will, mm. uh, because of this great medical scandal, the medicalization of gender. Um, so it's they're, because of this experiment that's been perpetrated on so many people hormonally and surgically and the damage that's doing to their bodies, there are more and more now that are raising their voices i'm seeing increased media coverage even this year where they're starting to come forward and say you know this was held out as the solution to my problems but it actually didn't do me any good it actually harmed me further uh, you know basically you don't cut them mo- up you don't cut the body to heal the mind bob you just that just doesn't work it's not medically mm-hmm. or ethically sound to do that and so um it is just uh, I, we're starting to see that group of people who have been the victims of this medical scandal uh speak the truth and they're they're starting to get a hearing in alternative media we've covered them some at the christian post the new york post did a profile of i think two or three of them a few months ago uh, fairly recently Uh, i think they are really going to change the narrative of what's going on in these gender clinics around the country uh, because their bodies bear the scars literally uh, and so we're going to, I think you, we can only expect that to increase as more and more people come forward about how they were harmed.
0: Well, let's look into a particular article that you wrote for the Christian Post dated August the 29th. The headline is Yes, trans surgeries are being done on minors. Here's proof. And this really is intended to counter what you hear from so many medical professionals if you will the academics in the medical profession who are saying well this is something that is either not being done or it is uncommon and this is this is something that is is being denied and it is certainly taking place and it dates back a number of different years and now we're seeing the culmination of it understandably you have those that are perpetrating it that want to keep it under wraps but it's something that and you uncovered a number of different instances and I'd like for you at this point to give us some examples of this this agenda actually moving forward to try to perform these surgeries and treatments that are detrimental
4: Yes. Well, I got so frustrated and angry when I saw the mass media interference running for (laughs) children's hospitals in recent weeks where there were these blanket denials or minimizations of these disfiguring trans surgeries being done on minors. I don't think any of these surgeries are ethical, Bob, to adults or children, but it's especially egregious when it's done to people who can't give consent because we know that their brains aren't even developed until i think age 25 according to the consensus among neuroscientists about when the brain stops developing and so we recognize that you know children can't even vote until they're 18 or join the military you know drink alcohol until they're 21 and all these kinds of other safety measures that we have for minors it somehow with this we allow children to say with their parents but you know really that, that shouldn't even be allowed either um, to to disfigure their bodies and to sterilize them. And uh, I knew it wasn't true because I actually know someone who, as a minor, uh, I I know a mom, rather, and her daughter ran away to a liberal state where, as a minor on an outpatient basis, she got her breasts amputated and all of her reproductive system cut out at age 17. And I also knew of several peer-reviewed medical journals where the gender clinicians and doctors involved in these sorted procedures themselves say, that they had done these operations on people under the age of 18. So I figured what I should do is, and you mentioned that article that is there in the Christian post from August 29th is just collate a list and give all the citations and the hyperlinks and quote them. I mean, don't take my word for it. They have themselves admitted that they have done these radical disfiguring surgeries like vaginoplasties, double mastectomies. Uh, (laughs) They've done all these kinds of really brutal stuff on minors uh, hysterectomies uh, and the proofs in the pudding just just take a look at the article and read The Lancet the Journal of clinical medicine the Journal of sexual medicine obstetrics and gynecology several journals from recent years this is within the last 10 years where it's it's right there plain as day so again don't take my word for it just read them in
0: their own words Brandon show Walter here on the intersection. You can find articles by Brandon through the Christian Post website at christianpost.com, then type in the slash, followed by B-Y, then another slash, then Brandon Showalter. That's S-H-O-W-A-L-T-E-R. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can reach the homepage through the programming section at faithradio.org. You will find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection Podcast and The Meeting House program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. Plus, you can find links to video content. There are links to two blogs. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address, meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org and look for the Meeting House link. Well, thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.